Canine Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. I'm Rachel. And happy Groundhog Day to everybody. I I mean, you guys probably all know, I'm sure we said this multiple times, we record in advance. If you didn't know, surprise. Groundhog Day now. Literally today, right now, is Groundhog Day. Puxatani Phil. I think that's how you say his name. Puxatani Phil, yep. You saw his shadow. Jerk. Apparently, that means six weeks of winter. Rude. I've never understood it though, right? Because like you're seeing your shadow. That means always the sun is out. Why is there six more weeks? And maybe he has, I think, scared. the last bit. Because yeah, he's scared. I don't know. But I, I feel like, like he it. always sees his shadow, at least like in my living memory. I'm sure like it's happened, but like most yeah. years I look it up and I'm pretty sure he usually sees his yeah, shadow he sees because it a lot. groundhogs are scared of everything. I guess so. I don't know. But this does matter to the topic we're not just like wishing you a random happy holiday um because the topic that i picked for this is groundhog because y'all know the movie groundhog day if you don't you need to go watch it it's amazing it's got what bill murray in it but basically i I should watch it today honestly like i was thinking about it earlier i should definitely watch that movie tonight like why wouldn't i yeah i bet it's on like every single tv channel right now anyways too 100 percent. but basically and like they have done so many ripoffs of this since but he's reliving the same day again and again and again and he has to figure out what he has to do differently to change it so we can finally get out and so many shows and movies do this and then i get annoyed that none of them reference like it'll be like the character is like oh my gosh i have to keep reliving this day and i'm like just say that you're stuck in a groundhog like when you tell your friends and you're like i'm reliving this day 900 times it's just like the movie but they never say that just realize though that like like you were explaining what Groundhog Day the movie was, and I was like, everyone knows what that is. No, that's like a movie from like what the early nineties. That or late eighties. Are we probably. old? Did we just like date ourselves with the Groundhog Day reference? Maybe. Oh no. Maybe. That'd be embarrassing. I don't know. I don't know. Even now I'm nervous. With, I don't even work with youth, if you will. That's not true. I work with somebody who's like twenty five ish, twenty four, recently graduated. I felt really old. They were talking about it. They were like, yeah, I just graduated. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. 93. To be fair, we were very small. We were small That's, in 93. Yes. yes. It was just still popular until yeah. like. Didn't see it when it came out. No, I did, like, not, did not see, see it, it in theaters. theaters. <laughs> did not get it from Blockbuster right away. Saw it many was an later. infant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how it relates to the theme is that my idea was like, hey, you know what we'll do is we'll just, it's a way to do a repeat author. Because you know this author. We've talked about him before. We're talking about it again. Oh my gosh, this is the same episode as before. No, it's not. It's a new one. I had a whole brilliant. This is one of my best topic ideas I think I've ever come up with on this show. I think the best part, though, is the fact that like I picked my author and you picked your author. And then when I texted you which author I picked, you're like, oh, good, me too. But we picked different books from the yeah. same author, oh, even though we've was... already covered two. Yeah. Like, how lucky was that? We had three to choose from. We both picked different ones. Yeah, there's three different authors that we could have picked that would have been a third pick like a third book of them we picked separate books i was at like 97 percent sure i wanted this one she texted me this is the book i'm gonna do and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna do that exact same author but thankfully different books Perfect. which is even better because it was so unplanned we could not have planned that better like we really couldn't have yeah because if we had talked about it we would have read the backs and then debated on who was gonna get which yeah which who's like, gonna do which one this not the other thing yeah but no oh it was great no. So I'm, I'm going to jump right into the book now. So Can't I wait. did, I guess our author is Sherry Lapina. Pretty sure that's how you say her name. It sounds about right. According to the audiobook I listened to, it was Lapina. 
Oh, but there isn't little. Okay, uh, yeah. There isn't little. little so, yeah, there's not the, the end, yeah, So over. I didn't believe it. I'm not that's sure. What, yeah, that's what I was wondering as I was reading it. But I don't know. She's done this. So I did not a happy family, which according to the back of the book with her little blurb is her sixth thriller. Oh, she's she only had five books. She's okay, Canadian. so that's the sixth. Uh-huh. So since we're here, she's done the couple next door, which I feel we covered that one. I think we did. A stranger in the house. I don't think we covered that one. An unwanted guest. I think we did that one. I we either did a stranger did in the house one. or an unwanted guest. We did one of those two. Someone we know and the end That's of a- her. The end of her I did most recently. I know that. Okay. So maybe we only did the couple next door and the end of her. Maybe I think those it. are the two. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. Yep. So there's one in there that we haven't done, but basically at this point we've covered what? This will be four of her six books. Four of her six. Yeah. Uh, we are apparently very big fans of Sherry. Hi, friends. Let's be best friends. She writes a I'll great follow thriller. her on Instagram, okay? She's a great, she writes a great right thriller. Now. What can we say? So I did Not a Happy Family. And how this book starts is with a murder. Surprise, surprise. So it starts with, it's a murder of a husband and a wife. They're fairly old. They're like, I guess I shouldn't say fairly old. That feels rude to some people. They're like basically about to retire. They're like early mid sixties, so fairly old is not accurate. But they're like older. late middle age or middle age. They're retired. I don't know what age. middle age. I, but that depends on what you do. I'm not going to lie. If you're okay. government, you're required to retire at like fifty five or something, or you get to. So that's true. Yeah, depending. Sometimes you get to. Sometimes you have to. It all depends. But they're like your very standard retirement age, like sixty. I think the husband is like sixty. 365 and the wife is right around there and they've so at been least killed. two-thirds of the way through their life yes well now they're all the way through their life because they're dead. oh because they're dead <laughs> so the wife sheila has been strangled at like the right by the front door and the husband fred has had hit in the kitchen has had his throat slashed and he's been stabbed a whole bunch of times it's yeah in-house job uh very personal very rage filled one might say so splitting someone's throat is a very personal act yeah. and then the stabbing it was like i think like 14 stabs oh that's the, very the detective that showed up stopped counting between like 11 and 14 is like when he yeah. stopped counting so if i had gone to more. detective school that would have been my indication it was a crime of passion exactly that's what i was thinking and so this is the tuesday after easter so like yeah the tuesday after easter is when the bodies are found so then we, and they were found by the housekeeper who came to clean. So then okay. we jump back to Easter Sunday dinner. We're at their house. They're serving dinner. Their adult children are coming. The oldest is Catherine and her husband, Ted, are going to be there. Their middle child, Dan, and his wife, Lisa, and their youngest, Jenna. And she's bringing like a, we can't call him a boyfriend. It's been like three weeks, a little boy, something. Someone named, she's seeing. Got it. Yeah. Named Jake. And then they invited Irina, the housekeeper, for to come at, as a guest for dinner because she has based. So she was a live-in nanny when Catherine was born. Was a live-in nanny all the way until Jenna went to school, and then she moved over to like a housekeeper. And now she comes two days a week to clean the home. She's also like fairly older. She's probably like late fifties. Like she's she's been with them for forever, basically. And so everybody says that Irina's like family. So she's invited as a guest to dinner. And then normally Fred's sister, Audrey would be there, but she has a Mm -hmm. cold. 
Be suspicious of Audrey. Right, because we know they're going to be murdered. So Exactly. Nobody really wants, like, none of the kids actually, like, want to go to this dinner. Like, it's a thing. They never do. They have to go. They always go. So Catherine, the oldest, her husband, Ted. So she's a dermatologist. Her husband, Ted, is a dentist. They're, like, she's the favorite. They're doctors. Like, no complaints here. She wants the house. So this house is, like, a ginormous, super rich people house. Like, Fred and Sheila have money like i think when fred is murdered his estate is worth like 26 mil or something like that oh my god yeah. okay and then That's she yeah she was worth six mil because like she had signed a post up years ago that if fred died first she wanted the house and she wanted like six mil to live off of and then she was like you can like Fair. give the rest of the kids do whatever you want with your other she's like that's all i want like she like she agreed to that because she didn't want to like take the money from the kids to her fair whatever that's fair that's her own life she does what she wants so yeah so they have like a lot of money and so Catherine and Ted like Ted hates going to the in-laws like it's like it's always terrible whatever whatever Catherine doesn't really want to go but she always has to like pretend like oh it's gonna be great and grand she's the oldest you got to do what you got to do um you get it Dan the middle child is kind of a fuck up really well middle children are hit and miss i know we really are so he (laughs) worked so he's the only son obviously he worked for his father because the father owned his own business that's how he made all of his millions worked for his father as like a vp or something like that dan was convinced that when his father retired he was going to hand the business down to him he the father sold it out from under him to this other company and then the other company let dan go because they were like we don't need you like bye that was six months ago when nepotism doesn't go in your favor and then fred the father tells dan that he did it because he didn't want to watch dan ruin his business just like so salt in a wound twist with the knife we're so that's mad oh yeah and awful. so yeah so that's dan uh he also like a month or two before they sold the business and he lost his job sunk their entire savings like half a million dollars all their savings into this investment that he can't get his money out so they have no money he doesn't get he doesn't have a job now obviously because he was like oh from the family business not his um he refuses to take anything that's like not ceo type level basically life of a rich kid well yeah because like uh, obviously he can't like deign himself to go be a whatever like he must bag groceries no he must have this high level one and then also his <sighs> wife doesn't work which was fine when he was making all this money and I guess she like offers, right? Because we see the side of it where she's like, I can go get a job. Like she was, had a job before she got married. She's like, I could go I like rejoin. Her. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, Lisa. She's like, I'll go rejoin the workforce. Like we got to pay our mortgage. And he's like, no, you will not. No wife of mine will work. And you're like, can't let go of that like nuclear family structure. Yeah. And you're like, oh, don't really love Dan. This isn't great. gross. I definitely don't like Dan. Yeah. And I can't remember their ages, but I feel like Dan is definitely like 30, probably right around. Well, if the parents were in their 60s, yeah, I would say the kids, since there's a bunch of them, or at least a few, probably between 30s and 40s. Yeah, because Catherine and Dan are like two years apart, and then Dan and Jenna are four years apart. Okay, so that makes sense then, yeah. Between like probably in their early to late 30s. Yeah, and then like when you're trying to do the math on like, okay, well, Catherine had to go like she's a dermatologist that's a lot of schooling so like that Mm -hmm. thing is roughly and so then jenna is the youngest and she's an artist she makes like sculptures of female genitalia it's always an artist her parents (laughs) don't love 
you know, that she makes sculptures of female genitalia. Love it. I mean, they were raised in a different time, like whatever. But and then and like she like gets upset, like they're not proud of her, but they give her like a monthly allowance. Like they're literally paying her rent. Like they're her parents are paying her rent, paying her money, giving her spending money. She has an allowance. Oh, just in general, not like a not not an art allowance, just a general she gets money every month. Allowance. You know you're rich when you get an allowance all the way through adulthood that includes paying all of your rent. Oh, yeah. Enough that I don't actually need a job. Yeah. I, yeah. Allowance to me meant like I got like $8 a week or whatever it was. I like, think at most I got $20, but I was doing the dishes, taking the trash. Like, I had to do extra chores if I wanted to get more than my like yeah. allotted eight for my chores. Oh, and I guess now that I'm saying it, 20 was when I was driving because my parents would pay for my gas every two weeks. So it was an allowance plus gas, gas money was $20. Yeah. And then if I wanted more than that, like if I needed gas between then I had to figure it out myself. I was not, not, not rich. Like they're rich. So if you're wondering if you're rich, that's how, you know, (laughs) yes. If this is your first time figuring it out, um, congratulations Congratulations. (laughs) on your life. I'm jealous. Maybe we both should see therapists. Anyway, therapy all around. Yes. Therapy for everybody. Like freaking Oprah over here, just throwing out therapists. That's what I'm doing. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, so Jenna's the baby of the family. She's kind of got away with a lot of things. She still gets an allowance. Like, Catherine's, like, secretly annoyed by that. But, like, she has to be the perfect older child. So, like, she can't, like, pretend she's annoyed. Um, and so they all go to the dinner. Catherine and Ted show up first. And Sheila, the mom, is like, hey, like, I need to talk to you guys about something. She definitely, like, appears kind of anxious. But there's not enough time because Dan and Lisa show up right then. And Dan is trying to, like, he needs to have a conversation with his father. It's to ask for money. Literally, all of this happens in the first 50 pages. I'm not giving a single thing away on this book. I just, you need to know who these people are. So, background matters. Yeah. And so, like, Dan needs to ask his father for money because, as we know, he has none. And Lisa's not working because Dan he needs to get a job, but okay. They both could go get jobs, but whatever. That's yes. Um, and then Jenna shows up with Jake, and Irina is there. And so they're at dinner, Easter dinner. There's a ham and a turkey for like Yum. eight people, nine, whatever. It was felt a little overkill, but either way, rich people problems. So the dad like clink, 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 clinks his little thing. And he's like, I have an announcement. Your mother and I have decided to sell the house. And Catherine is devastated. She wanted the house. Her parents were going to die. She was going to get the house. She was going to take the house like whatever it's worth out of her inheritance, like split that over to the other two siblings. Cause they're, they're all under the impression that they're going to each get a third of the father, like all of their parents' money when they die. Like they're all, once their parents die, they're going to be filthy rich. I understand the assumption. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Fred is a dick. Like he enjoys having power over people. I guess a sociopath. Might I was going to say that sounds like a sociopath. Yeah. Okay. He enjoys having power over people. So like him telling this at this dinner, just like, brings him joy and Sheila is like a very how the book describes her or how characters in the book describe her is that she's very weak and meek and she won't when they describe women like won't stand up to her husband but at this point to me it almost feels like she's like why he's one he has all the money two it's been what 40 some odd years probably that they've been married she's like what why like I know that I'm not even if I say hey let's not do this She's not going to win. She knows this. Why fight it at this point? I feel it's probably her mentality. We obviously don't get her point of view, 
because she's murdered. So yeah, we only know so much. All of these, all of these thoughts and like looking into their mind come from what other people are thinking of them. But yeah, so he says that, and yeah, Catherine is pissed, and they're like, "Oh, what, 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 what about Irina? What are you gonna do about her?" Like that's like the only thing they can clamp on. And Fred is like, "Well, I mean, like we're obviously gonna downgrade. We probably won't need her after a little while. It doesn't really matter. She has like other clients." And Irina is like a little like miffed by this. She's like, "She's the housekeeper lady, right?" Yeah. And like, this is the, basically the first time she's learning that like, Hey, she's going to be fired here. And however many months it takes Maybe. to sell this house. Yeah. But either way, like that's like kind of a shitty way to find out. And so, and then like the way that he like keeps Fred keeps talking about how, like, she's just the housekeeper. It doesn't really fucking matter. Why do we care? Well, she's literally sitting here as an invited guest to dinner. Granted she's at a chair, like, like shoved in at a side, but it's like, she wasn't an invited guest to dinner. Like, yeah. we don't need to talk about this. And so she gets up I mean. and she leaves because she's like, okay, like, y'all are being rude. I'm going to go. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to y'all. This is Easter. Goodbye. Catherine and Ted follow. Dan and Lisa follow. Jenna and Jake go to follow. Jenna stops. She turns around. Next thing we know, they're murdered. So it's who did it. Poison. I don't know. I have a lot of, I have a lot oh, of questions. None of them, none, they have not been poisoned. Sheila okay. was strangled. Fred was stabbed, remember? But that quickly? So it's been, so that was Sunday night. There's the last time we knew that they were alive was like 8 p.m. on Sunday, seven, seven or eight on Sunday. It was the last time we saw them as a reader. It's now Tuesday at like 1030 and they're dead. I thought you meant like literally people were walking towards the door and then they turned around and they were strangled. And I'm like, oh, how? no, no, no. Sorry. So, yeah. So it's like Jenna turns like, around like she's going to say something to her dad because her dad's being a dick. Because I think the dad says something like, just like all my children to walk away or something and then she's like i'm gonna give you a piece of my mind she turns and then like we don't know what happens after that all we know is that she turned back got it i thought you meant like literally in time that it happened oh no that would be (laughs) that would be crazy and the fact that everyone else survived so yeah then we go and like everyone's back at their homes and like Catherine and dan are kind of like the main parts of the story for a little bit now Catherine is like kind of super worked up she's really concerned about like what did her mom want to talk to her about all these things Ted's like, just leave it. Talk to her tomorrow. It'll be fine. Whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, fine, call her. It's 11 o'clock at night, but whatever, call her. Call. She doesn't answer. Catherine's like, I'm going to go over there. Ted's like, it is 11 o'clock at night. Like, no, leave them alone. And she's like, I'm not going to be able to sleep if I don't do this. So she leaves, but she had forgot her phone at home. And then Dan is also, he's all worked up, right? Because he had asked his dad for money and his dad turned him down. And poor Dan. So he's all worked up. And Lisa's like, come down, come down, come down. Um, and Dan's like, I'm going to go for a drive. Cause apparently like, that's what he's always done since he got his license at like home. So he just goes for drives. A lot of people do that. But as he's getting in his car, he turns off his phone. Mm, don't sus. like it. Little sus got questions. Why would you do that? I don't know. I have doubts. Yeah. So it all happens. And then Irina finds the bodies and then you're like, okay. Could it be what else, is, Dan? We're pretty sure this is, pr- yeah. Mm, Dan. Could be Dan. Also, Catherine's a little high strung. Could be her. I don't know. There's a lot of players here. Jenna turned around. We don't know what happened there. They all end up asking people to lie for them when it comes to the cops. So all of them got shady shit going on. Um, Audrey, the aunt, comes into play because she is like convinced one of the kids murdered them. Because so according to Audrey, and this is 
the children don't believe her because she's not a great person. They don't think she's a reliable source. But according to her, her and Fred had had a conversation and he was going to change his will to give Audrey half of his money and his three kids would split the rest. And he also has a couple little like charity bequests out, but like that's only like three mil, which apparently when you have 26 mil is nothing. Yeah. Um, Mind blown, but okay. Yeah. These numbers, that's a lot of zeros. And the decimal is all the way at the end too. Like hard to imagine that kind of money, but all right. Yeah. So Audrey is convinced like she, she's like, no, Fred and I talked, he was going to do this. He went and told his lawyer. And she like tells the kids this, like all vindictive, like, like, (laughs) just talk to the lawyer. You'll find out. And this is like the day after they find the bodies. And Catherine's like, we can't call the lawyer today. Like, how would that look? Like after Audrey has left, because Catherine obviously has to have the optics of the family. Yeah, she's like, you can't call the lawyer and ask about money the day after. Hey, they're dead. How much money am I going to make now? Yeah, like we all knew that we hated him. He's a dick. I mean, like sad mom's dead, but like, eh, how much money do we have? Want to know? And like, and also like, yeah. So of course, like they don't believe it, but they still want to know because you know what? Twenty six. I guess what twenty three. We'll call it twenty one because that's easier math. Divided by three, that's seven. Versus what? Oh no, they're only going to get four mil instead. Setting ruin my life. Figure it out. Invest. I don't know what to tell you. If you invest, yes. If three million is going to change your life significantly, like because you don't have an additional three, not like I have zero and now I have three. Obviously, that would change my life. But I have different. Yeah, seven and now I have ten. Like no, settle. Um, but yeah. So Audrey is convinced that either Fred told Sheila and Sheila told one of the kids or that Fred told the kids at Easter dinner while she was out with a cold or the flu or whatever is convinced that the kids knew that he was going to change the will and that they killed him for it because she was like he did it last week she was like he said he was going to do it last week he's a man of his word like so she's convinced it's already happened Um, I'm not going to tell you if it did or not but yeah so she's yeah she's convinced that the kids figured it out and killed him in a fit of rage basically or revenge tracks though yeah and so there's like these two main cops that are detectives and this is like a small-ish police force like it's like not a small town but it's not a giant town this isn't like LAPD or anything like that it's like a a small medium size like they don't get a lot of murders especially not in these hoity-toity rich places and so they're like going around and they're like hey did like anybody hear anything anybody see anything there's a description of a truck that has flames along the side that they're trying to find for like weeks all these houses are so far apart like they're even lucky that this woman who saw the truck with the flames saw it she happened to be up she has like restless leg syndrome or something and she had to get up and take meds she happened to see it but then you're like okay but did she or is that a figment of her imagination because she's half asleep and she was waking up in the middle of the night we don't know right right? because like so it's going back and like is it the kids and then the kids kind of like start like thinking like okay is it my sibling like i could see dan doing it i could see Catherine. jenna's kind of weird like so this whole time i you do not feel any pity for these three children adult children like the entire book i was rooting for them to lose all of their money i was like fred tell like, me i hope gave, nobody got anything yeah, i'm like honestly tell me you gave 100 of your money to some republican whatever i don't even care like it can be 100 against my values but if your kids and your shitty sister don't get anything fine like i and- hope it's still like I don't know something local maybe at least but like 
give it all away. They deserve nothing. Like you are not rooting for them at all. She writes that so well. Like you were like, I don't even give a shit about any of these people. And like, but in the best way where obviously I have to keep reading because I need to know what happens. Um, obviously. I also love how she wrote this. And I have, I've only ever, I think I've only read like one of her other books. So she, I probably, did two and you did one. Yeah. And so she probably does this similar one, but it's been a while, but it's like every like break of like a character is like only like two pages or like maybe a half yeah. of a page. And then you jump to another character's perspective and you're all over the place and like chapters just end where they end. And it's definitely a book that has you wanting to keep turning the page and knowing what happened. Like, I have to know what happened next. I, I feel like she does a really good job because like mine has a bunch of characters too. And yours obviously has a lot of characters. Like yeah. all of the books I've read by Sherry LaPena, Pena, whatever, Pena. I'm going to go with pronunciation it. guide, sorry. Um, <clears throat> basically, every single book that I've read by her so far and then the one that you described to me just now, like, she does a really good job with like keeping track of like what all of these characters have and have not done. And then like, mm-hmm. like, like with mine and it sounds like with yours too, where it's like, you talk to this one character and they reveal this information that leads to this other character. And then you get mm-hmm. some information from them that leads to this other character. Like yeah. the web is yeah. And there amazing. are other characters that are in this that I didn't even mention. And they're, they matter somehow. Every, everything matters. Obviously it's a book. disappear at some point. Yeah. But like, I don't want to give any of that away. Like, I don't want to add. Cause like, those are things that like you need as a reader, you need to figure it out. There's only one time yeah. it was like 20 pages in where I doubled back and I went, who, who was this? Because I didn't catch the first name. It was like a last name that came up again. And I was like, wait, is this the right person? I'm okay. There. No, this is this person. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. more sense. But yeah, then after that, yep. You always knew exactly who it was, where people were, you were slowly putting it together overall i'm like at four and a half stars because i don't like who did it in the end i didn't feel i see how it happened but i don't feel that them as a character that i found it as believable especially how she was building the story but once you know who it is and i guess now that i'm thinking about it more because i literally just finished this book on my lunch break today so it's only been like in my mind for a couple hours but now that i'm saying it I guess I see a little bit more of like psychopathy of this okay. character and I'm understanding now more how it is that this is the character who did it. Um, so yeah, I'm very strong with my four and a half stars. Um, it does have a really nice epilogue, prologue, whatever the end one is that I'm blanking. Prologue. Prologue um, at the end. Cause like how it kind of wraps up, you're like, hmm, all right. Like I get it. Yep, 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 yep. We're all on board. And then it has like a two page prologue where you're just like, fuck yeah. And you're just like so stoked. I sure an amazing book. If the killer had been somebody that I epilogue, we got it wrong. I just just wanted to get it right. Epilogue is at the end, prologue is at the beginning. When you're saying prologue, I was like, I feel like that that feels wrong. But I wasn't confident enough to correct you because I just didn't trust it. Uh, I had to Google. No, yeah, that's what Google's for. So yeah, the epilogue is like two pages long and absolutely, because at first, like the book ended and I was like, okay, four stars. Two pages later, I was like four and a half. I think if I had maybe <laughs> either guessed who it was, which I guess the fact that I didn't guess who it was, was really good. I just don't like how the person who did it, how they managed to do it and had us questioning. I don't like their methods. I don't, I don't think their methods mm. of murder were top notch. I think they could have done better and we'll leave it at that okay all right okay yep um 
obviously i did a book by sherry lacania <laughs> what who would have thought groundhog oh day we gosh. just did this are you still is it the same book that i just did are you gonna tell it again yeah i'm gonna just like tell you the exact same thing that you just said <laughs> um yes but also no uh Obviously, this author has like a forte where, you know, like it's a large group of people and you're trying to figure out like who did the thing. So one of the challenges that I had while writing book notes for this, I don't know if you did too, where it's like, I literally can't tell you any information. Mm -hmm. I just have to tell you like kind of how it leads in that direction and why it does that. I definitely had things where I was like thinking throughout like the afternoon and I was like, okay, this. And I was like, wait, no, I was like, I can't say that because I literally can't give say so things. I'm like, that'll give things away without like you wouldn't know that it gives away until you're reading the book like I could say but it that's the you. problem right yeah and like, then as soon as somebody would read it they get halfway through and they go oh man I'd be like dang it but I guess unless I point out that it's relevant or like an important detail like people wouldn't know you know mm-hmm. what I mean so like my brain has to kind of sort through like what I should and should not say yep exactly agreed it's a real struggle that's um she's a good author though it, it's true but this is why we've circled back to her like we've enjoyed every book I think so far I don't oh think yeah we're mad about it I did just follow her on Instagram through our Instagram account so perfect and I'll also, tag her and shit all the ones that I haven't read of hers are like on my TBR of books I want to read so yeah literally on great. my list so well hopefully this holds up I have not decided on a star reading it's a journey for all of us Ooh, I'm excited <laughs> um okay so I did someone we know by Sherry LaPena there's just so many characters it's kind of hard um so basically what we know about this book as soon as we start with the prologue there we go (laughs) is that somebody's been murdered (gasps) i'm so surprised who would have thought but like we don't have any other information like we literally just watch her murder happen oh like they're like this person murdered them like they don't give a name they do give a gender which i felt like was a big detail for me um mm-hmm. my brain just like clung to it because you know like it, it's an old the only detail you really have about who the murderer is mm-hmm. so like while along the way you know you keep that detail in mind and it does help lead you to the end um so just you know epilogues matter they really do. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't think they mattered that much. I was like, it's just, it's, a, it's like the foreword. It's yeah. Whatever. You're like, get to the point. Like, it's like, yeah. Sometimes What's the I was book like, about though? Yeah, I'm like, are they just talking at me to talk about me? And then I'd skip it. And then as an adult, I'm like, you tell me or, they're trying to set the scene for you. Or I get mad because it didn't make any sense, but it's yeah. like, of course it doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to read it. And then you get to the book. Like, yeah. Cause oh yeah. Sometimes God. when they're like 10 years later and you're like, what? 10 years later from what? What's happening? Ugh. Yeah, so a young there's literally like not a lot of detail from what I recall. Um, full transparency, I finished just like four days ago at this point. So like I had to like kind of speed read through some of the first <laughs> few chapters for a refresh this morning. Um, but basically, you know, right off the bat that somebody is dead. The book itself. Um, so the husband reports this woman missing. Um, I want to say she goes missing on September 29th and he reports it on October 2nd. So it's like over a weekend. So like, basically, oh. yeah, pretty much weird. Mm. Could have thought. So the husband goes to the police station and he says, my wife has been missing. Um, the story that Amanda Pierce, who is a missing woman, came up with 
Um, well, that her husband was aware of at least, or was told it's very complicated. Hmm. The story that he gives the police that he says happened was that she was supposed to go after work on Friday out with a friend for the weekend. And this is like something that they normally do. They go and they hang out and they drink and whatever. He's like, we're not clingy. I don't worry about her. Like Hmm. she didn't respond to my messages on Friday. Like I saw her when she left the house Friday morning, yeah, but she, she could have been out drinking, having fun time. Like, yeah, he's like, I yeah. didn't worry about her, but so she didn't come yeah. home Sunday night. Yeah, that's when you're concerned because like, they have a very right. mature relationship otherwise. That's yeah. Weird. So yeah. it seems weird that she did not come home. So he contacts a friend that she was supposed to have gone out with. Her friend says, we did not have plans. Oh. No idea what you're talking about. Um, And so this is what he tells the police. And the police obviously assume that she was just doing something she didn't want him to know. Yeah. He doesn't really take it like super seriously at first. Um basically throughout this book like what the trajectory is is that the police are investigating amanda pierce's murder missing we know she's murdered okay all right i was gonna say i'm gonna gonna assume i know the police don't know but they find out within like two or three chapters like with with the prologue that she was the murdered woman whose murder we watched it's not a detail that you would have like needed to know later okay it's not a surprise that she's clearly missing yeah like that's the whole point here um i think the real thing is like the detail like i said in the epilogue that's where i think the more the purpose there than mm. telling you that she's been murdered so the husband reports are missing they live in like a very suburban area where there's a lot of um like middle-aged people who have like adult uh adult children or children who are like late high school mm-hmm. so like that kind of gives you a general age range like everyone in here is probably like i don't know mid 40s to early 50s ish yeah uh for the most part so he reports uh his wife missing his the husband's definitely suspect like not gonna lie uh, it goes back and forth between like literally every single neighbor's point of view so it gets a little bit muddy there but you see the husband say a lot of things like oh good they're not looking at this like they're not looking at that it's like he clearly knows more than he's saying but like mm. you don't know a lot about him so like it's just kind of all up in the air right like the husband's a very gray area like you really just don't get that much information about him it kind of unfolds along the way so considering amanda pierce is missing and her husband can only give you so much information without giving you too much information or telling you what the story is there is another character who is named olivia who basically becomes the focal point of the story um so Olivia is she lives in the neighborhood of Amanda Pierce. There's like I said, a handful of neighbors that were kind of gonna bounce around, but Olivia's gonna be the, the the anchor. Let's go with that. Okay. That's the best way to put it. Cause it's really challenging when everybody's from third person, you know. Yeah. So Olivia has a husband Paul and a son, Raleigh. Raleigh is in high school and um basically like Raleigh's like not waking up one day like in the morning like a fucking teenager would mm-hmm. it's like 2 p.m and she's like irritated like, we spend a lot of time in Olivia's head so <laughs> there's not a lot to tell there other than like just general irritation like that kind of thing um so she's like irritated that her son is not getting up and um she decides that she's gonna take his phone she's like fine you're not gonna get up I'm just gonna take your phone like she's like I know it's petty I need to be mad but whatever Mm-hmm. He had the text from a friend that was like, oh, did you break into that place last night? Like, did you get anything good? Oh. And she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing right now? Like, she <laughs> confronts her child. Like, I mean, like you would, you know. I would hope so, She confronts so, yes. her child. She's like, what does this mean? The kid is, like, backed into a corner, like, come, trying to come up with a lie. Can't think of anything decent. Basically tells her that, like, 
what he's been doing is to like work on his hacking skills is that he's broken into two houses and that he has gotten onto their personal computers and sent like a couple of prank emails. Obviously she's not amused. She like makes him tell the, the dad what he's been doing. Um, and she makes the son Raleigh show her the houses that he broke into. She's like, I want to know, like, you need to tell me literally everything start to finish. Like, what did you do? What did you take? What did you touch? Like, cause they were trying to decide like, what do we do here? Because your child's almost an adult. Like, do you make them go through the legal system to take the consequence? Like, do you do something just in house? So what they decide to do is just consult a lawyer, which I think is fair. Yeah. Cause you know, breaking and entering is not great, but also like tampering with somebody's email. The lawyer was saying when they meet with him that like, that could technically be identity theft. You're pretending to be a person oh, through yeah. their email. Like, no, that's not necessarily what identity theft is, but like people could come after you for it. Yeah, you know, I, I could try and press charges for something. You could like try. That. Yeah. So they really met with a lawyer to like try to scare their kid, but Olivia feels really bad about it. She's like, somebody out there's had their house broken into and they don't know that their house is unsafe and that they should, you know, like lock their doors better or whatever. Cause the son mm-hmm. said that, like, oh, they were just houses where like I tried the door and the door opened. Like I just got lucky. I was looking for one, but like, I didn't like break in. Yeah, I didn't actually break anything. I like it's still breaking and entering. Yeah, but but he really only did the entering part. Exactly. So like he, as a teenage kid, is just like it's not really that big of a deal. So Olivia makes him show the houses. Raleigh, obviously, because we get to see what's going on in his head because everything's third person. He's broken into many more houses, and he does not show his mother the the house that he broke into on the day that she knows he broke into a house because it's like her best friend's house. Hmm. and there's a murder investigation going on so maybe he's seen some things i can see why he wouldn't want to tell because maybe he did some things we don't know now exactly so like he doesn't tell her how many and so like we know that raleigh knows more and like everybody basically like that's the whole thing is like everybody knows more because like the title is someone we know right Mm-hmm. it's someone you know that's on the street like that's definitely like a theme for this particular author is it like i feel like our domestic thrillers is like a really good way to describe it they're usually like family settings or like a local setting and then there's a lot of players here yeah it's a lot of people and you're wondering who is it but it's not some rando off the street who just rolled into town right exactly so while olivia is um dealing with her son kind of privately trying to deal with that she before they go to meet with a lawyer decides that she's going to write a note anonymously to the people that her son has broken into she should because she it, feels bad it. type it don't write it i'm pretty sure she typed it i'm okay, fairly certain least, they were typed like, like don't handwrite that but shows. it's one neighborhood yeah. they're looking for someone with a teenage son and there's only so many yeah there's gonna be suspicion there's gonna be talk um yeah, i would do it way more generic of just like hey i was walking by i saw your door unlocked don't be a dumb yeah. dumb and the two houses that he had pointed to one was somebody who was new to the neighborhood so she's really got no skin in the game like she doesn't know anybody she doesn't have any past relationships to worry about she just starts going around and being like i got this letter saying that someone broke into my house and then they broke into other people's houses too who else got their house broken into who got this letter so like the entire freaking town starts talking or at least a street yeah i imagine this is the entire town because you know what (laughs) what else matters um people neighborhoods 
Right, exactly. So, like, everyone knows that, like, somebody was murdered and somebody's breaking into houses, somebody's teenage son. And so there's a lot of conversations about, like, who who potentially could this teenage son be? Um, the person who got a letter does, like, confront Olivia at one point about it and, like, suspects that, like, it's her kid, but she can't prove it. So there's a lot of, like, different rabbit holes to go down for this entire book, which is why I can't really tell you a ton. <laughs> um, but basically so the woman who is missing slash dead it is revealed during police investigations and then conversations that neighbors have with each other that like she has a reputation for getting around so she's supposedly having affairs with almost every single man on this block so it's literally like slowly revealed that like but her husband's having an affair but her husband's having an affair but her husband's having an affair it's like literally every single person on this entire street has motive for kill having the, killed her kill your husband don't kill the mistress i know i don't like, understand why that's so hard to get like yeah because he's, he's gonna, gonna do it again he's gonna find a new mistress killing her won't do anything take his money go to barbados but like she was also married so i feel like it was like that double whammy where like they mm. felt justified in like slut shaming her because she yeah. wasn't like a single lady like she was married so she also committed adultery and she's also in from this neighborhood so she knows that they're married it's not like she was swindled right. or something right exactly so we spend a lot of time um seeing like the police investigations where like we kind of slowly get unraveled this this information like some one of the husbands i can't give any names literally at all this point but um one of the husbands saw there an, an argument with um the woman who's missing amanda yes amanda <laughs> like there's so many names um and so like they got the wrong impression that like maybe he was having an affair with her but he wasn't having an affair with her he was worried about her having an affair with somebody else because he caught them in fellatio in her office mm. like so basically someone we know is like someone we know freaking killed this lady and let's figure out who it is yeah. um there were definitely the the hint that i got in the prologue was the number one thing that led me to thinking that potentially the person who did it did it but there weren't any other hints along the way until like the very end that was oh. like yes so I you think weren't that paying might attention to the prologue the it prologue had all the hints um Ooh. yeah so i found it to be really interesting like they did such a good job of like withholding information like from one household and one police interview to the next the chapters weren't as short i recall as you were talking about how it would be like a page or two but to be fair i was listening to it so i didn't mm. have to physically turn a page yeah that is that makes so it could have been a page <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um uh yeah no i really can't um give you a lot of other information other than one of the interesting things along the way like during the investigation was like the police considering there are so many players here like they would print people's houses and there would be like five extra sets of prints and they're trying to figure out like how everyone like ties in and I thought that that was really interesting like they really try to go down the rabbit hole of like was she abused like what did you see um and so like just each person had like one additional piece of information that like led you to that end there and so like that was like that's one of the things I think this author does best like being able to withhold that information until yeah. like you need it yeah and like slowly like dropping a little like because what I feel like is just really good is like when you're looking back once you figured out who did it and you're like mm -hmm. oh my gosh like that makes sense this one little thing that this one random yeah. character said that I wasn't even thinking about because I was so focused on this other big thing that was going on I think she does that really well too of like here's this big thing red herring whatever we want to look at 
but I am going to tell you all these tiny little hints along the way. But there are some authors who like the red herring is really obvious, right? Like mm-hmm. between like books and TV shows, like sometimes it's like, oh, that's the red herring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't really feel like there was that this time around other than there was the one detail that I glommed onto that like I would cross-reference basically every mm-hmm. like accusation against. And then mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't think it's them. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, in uh, mine, I was like, it could have gone either way because there was definitely times where like characters were like it clearly has to be this one or like spouses and significant others were like not turning on each other but were like thinking because obviously like you were saying it's all third person so we can get everybody's thoughts where they're like okay like could my spouse have done it like they're telling me that they weren't there that day or they weren't out or they did this thing but did they because now I'm hearing this other one and if they lied about this thing maybe they could lie so like you even have like loved ones questioning people and it was like well, if they don't even believe they're like the person that they've like chosen to spend their time with, like, how can I? Oh, right. And a lot really of that, well. yeah. And a lot of that in this one was like, well, they're obviously hiding something. And most of the time it was like an affair or whatever, but like, it wasn't the thing. Like, yeah, they didn't but you know, they're hiding thing. something. Yeah. yeah. So, ah, uh, man, I'm so torn on it. Like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a five. Like, I don't have any reason not to, honestly, mm-hmm. like well, yeah. the writing is solid. I didn't really see anything coming. I guess the only thing I would say is that like, maybe don't give that detail that like described enough for me, for me to have yeah. suspicion. But I also wonder how many readers that have read that book have. That's the thing is that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like right? everybody like, necessarily yeah. gets stuck most on people, that. Yeah, like if, I do, if that's a thing where people just kind of blah, blah, over their mind and they don't think about it then you could yeah. be going either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that'd could be, just be me. That'd be I give a five because I can't, I can't say whether that's me yeah. or writing. Oh, she's so good. Amazing. Think, yeah. We gotta, we'll have to read her last two that we haven't. Last we definitely one. will. Last it's just one, one more. One. I think because you one. read one that you didn't do on the podcast. That's, that's why. true. Yes. I've just read it personally. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Cause I mean, everything, I think she's like an instant must buy. Like anything new that comes out, it's like, yep. Getting it. It's her. Gonna be I feel like she's got like a formula like <laughs> like they're all different like then I don't feel like I've read the same book necessarily mm-hmm. but like they all have the same structure like yeah. she knows the structure that works for her like she's like I'm very good at doing these particular things and so let's follow that like yeah and it's like you said they're not they're not the same like I feel no, like some the authors they'll you're like oh this is basically the same book but different place different names but I'm reading the same thing but yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely not her it's not like that yeah yeah, I mean, we hope you guys liked it. If you haven't read anything by Sherry, check her out. She's amazing. We're not even friends with her, but like we love her. I mean, we'd be, we would be friends with her if she wanted to be friends. 12 out of 10 would be friends. Yeah, like not, we're not against that, but we're not saying we're sponsored by her or anything. But My DMs are open. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, also our DMs are open to all of you. If you have an author that you're saying is a guaranteed read every single time, let us know. Instagram is Nipesh no Bedtime, Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. You can also check out our website, isnitpastyourbedtime.com to see what's coming up next and what's in the archive. Yeah, we got a lot of really cool, exciting topics coming up the next couple of months that we're excited about. So be sure to come back, check those out and we'll talk at all of y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.